Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. We're in the podcast studio today with Kevin M. with Team Anson. Team Anzon. Team Anzon and Keller Williams. Dude, first of all, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. It makes a, it, dude, I'm glad that you came in. First of all, I'm impressed. I mean, to the T, when Kevin shows up, he is on point. I mean, he looks sharp. Oh, he makes all of us look bad. Hands <laughs> <laughs> <It laughs> down. <laughs> yep, yep. So, uh, very impressive right away, right off the bat. I mean, anytime you meet with a client and you're dressed to the T's, like, you're already on a pedestal you're ready to rock and roll you have that professionalism mm-hmm. about you so hey welcome to the show great suit <laughs> thank you thank you great suit great tie great beard that is a manly beard you got there if there's any way to get one step ahead of your competition you, you got to go for it so that's why i'm all suited up <laughs> hey is it just me are we hearing them good yeah i don't think i'm hearing them very well let's yeah. see let's try that again speak a little louder Speak a little louder. That's better? That's better. I think right, it, was cool, just, cool. it was just the volume there. All right. We're good. We're good. Perfect. I want to make sure that we can hear him because uh, Kim's got a lot to say. That he does. <coughs> that he does. A uh, very, very successful man here. Uh, part of a Keller Williams team. How, how long have you been in the insurance industry? Not Real the estate. insurance industry. <laughs> Sorry. Real estate, Real estate He's industry. The insurance guy. I'm the insurance bro. My bad. My bad. I really, I've, I've, and I've been doing this all day already and like my brain is still there. <laughs> but, uh, Sorry about that. It's all good. Real estate. So I've been in the real estate industry now going on my fourth year, if I'm not mistaken. This will be my second year with Team Manzon. And prior to that, I was actually a loan officer for two years. So this, again, going on my fourth year, I have experience in the industry, yet with Team Manzon, this will be my second year. Second year with Team Manzon. So you actually did loans. It's, it's kind of cool to have both sides of the of the atmosphere right i mean on the loan side you're not really dealing with the showing of the homes and that stuff but you're dealing with the finance how do you qualify how do you get to the to the point where you actually can buy and then you switch over and you go on the real estate side and now you at least when you speak to a client there's some background knowledge right you know what underwriting is going to expect you know what what they need to do to get themselves ready to put them in the position to buy How's that helped you out so far? I think it's been really advantageous. I mean, especially with my loan partners, I feel like they get excited when I send them a, a, a lead or a loan or whatever it is uh, because they know that I've asked those pre-qualification questions. I mean, on the consumer side, yes, yet they're going to hear that information, whether it comes from me or whether it comes from the loan officer. So they're going to I'm mean, they're going to receive the same information regardless. Yet I do feel like it's been advantageous for me to be able to speak on that, whether it be at open houses or at a listing presentation or a buyer presentation. Um, and I'm not waiting till the next day or to pick up the phone and call a loan officer they can get the information you're being very proactive right yeah it, it makes you look good it really does i mean you talk to a client you're like you're going to need to do this this and this and this and then once they have it ready you need to talk to this person dude I, if i was a loan person you're sending me pre- completely pre-qualified people 
makes my job so much easier. Make my, I mean, you're you're basically a rock star in any who, whoever you're working with. And well, I've been there in the past, right? Where we were, where I was a loan officer, and I had agents sending me leads that unfortunately those people weren't ready at that time and mm -hmm. you know you have to take on that business because of the relationship and you want to do that out of the respect for the client now the respect for their agent and yet we both know sitting across the table that it wasn't going to be the right time for that individual to buy right right so would you prefer that uh, as a, I mean thinking back to your loan side if you have a client that uh, as an agent you know they're not ready yet but they still want to figure out where they are today and how what they need to do to get there like, is it, is it still a good thing to, for me to send you a clientele, like a client that way? Somebody who's maybe has credit issues, somebody who maybe, you know, has something in their finance that doesn't allow them to get qualified yet. Cause sometimes I do that. I'll send a lead to a loan officer and then I know this person's not ready to go yet. They're almost there, but they're not ready to go yet. So, but I send them the information anyways, cause I want them to sit down and go, look, Maybe your money hasn't been seasoned long enough. Maybe your credit score is not where it needs to be. Whatever the reason, I want them to sit with somebody who does loans specifically and say, look, you're you're here right now. You're at point A. In order for you to get to point G, you need to do B, C, D, you know, that sort of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of my loan partners express the exact same thing is that whether they're ready right now or they're going to be ready in two years, let's put it together a game plan and a roadmap for them. So that way we're setting them up for success. And on our side, on the real estate side, I mean, we're creating that relationship so when they are prepared they know us they trust us they know that we care for them and they're gonna come back to us perfect so I mean you speak highly of your partners right and if you're speaking highly of your partners um, what is that how do you have you had a, that experience in working with other people you've worked with um, on the loan side you worked with on the real estate side how's that team ends on thing work is it a good thing to start off working with a team if you're a new agent or should I just go at it on my own yeah, I mean, so just to clarify, Team Anzon is strictly a real estate team. They are not a loan team, so we partner with loan officers. To me, when I made the jump from loans to real estate, even though I had experience in the industry, I couldn't imagine going out and wanting to build a business as a solo agent early on. I mean, I know a lot of people who do great business and they've started as solo agents and all respect to them. You know, they've done a great job. Yet the things that I've learned being on a team, whether it's the scripts or whether it's the structure or regardless of what it is, how to present a buyer's presentation, a listing presentation, how to show property the right way has done tenfold for my production and just for my... I feel like the respect that I've earned in the industry thus far. I mean, it's, it's because when you talk to a new agent, almost every single time they're talking about, well, I don't want to, I, I want a hundred percent contract or I want to get a split or, um, maybe, you know, I want them to send me leads. Like wh why go to a team if I'm not getting a hundred percent, what kind of additional benefits do you think we've gotten? It's a great question. All common concerns and things that I brought up when I was interviewing with teams. You know, I interviewed with Anthony Manzon and Team Manzon. I interviewed with, I don't know if I can say you on can the say podcast. Whoever I, you want. <laughs> I interviewed with with Big Block, Military Mutual, Coldwell Banker, all of those those uh, companies, which are great companies, right? Yet. Um, for me, when I sat down with Anthony, it was more about what I wanted to accomplish as a man versus what I wanted to accomplish in business. And I realized early on that he was very personal development and, and, and growth oriented. And that's what I wanted. And so to answer your question, I guess the long way too is 
I wanted to connect with individuals that I came to work with every single day and I was happy to work with that I can learn from because there's so many aspects of this business, like I said, where you could think that showing a property is just opening a door, mm -hmm. yet what you don't realize is that there's a script to getting people closer to their goal, mm -hmm. right? When we have that initial buyer's consultation and we're talking about the top five things that this home must have, then why am I showing you a property that doesn't have those top five? And if I am, why am I not addressing that before you get into the door? Right. You're, otherwise, you're wasting time. You're becoming a chauffeur. Right. And those are things that I wouldn't have learned as a solo agent because nobody thinks that there's a script to showing property. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's a script in an open house or a script on the phone, yet, wow, there's, there's a script to show property. So how, how did Kevin get into the game? What, what I mean, did you go to school and decided, you know, one day that's it, I'm going to be real estate, this is what I'm going to do, or did it kind of creep up on you? Um, no. So I actually, um, it was kind of a natural progression for me. Um, I think it all started with when I was in high school, I, um, my family lost their home, right? And it was a traumatic experience for me. I mean, my, I hate to say that some of my family members were going through a depression at that time due to, you know, the, the circumstances of us losing all of our material possessions. And that kind of forced me to wake up. And I started taking my life a lot more serious. Um, and then when I graduated high school, I was introduced to network marketing. Mm -hmm. And network marketing was really the gateway to who I am today. And I attest a lot of that personal development and that self-growth to that because that's when I was introduced to the Jim Rohns of the world. That was when I was introduced to, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Think and Grow Rich. And those books mm -hmm. have done so much for me. I became an avid reader. And so it was network marketing that I was introduced in sales. And I didn't do tremendously well. I made a couple grand, um, though it was through that that I identified that I really wanted to be in sales. And so from there, I got a job at Union Bank. And I was working as a teller, worked my way up to a relationship banker. From there, I got started in uh, loans. I was in loans for two years, and then I ended up in real estate. Nice. So it's kind of a natural progression. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, it's funny because those MLM companies, you know, a lot of people look down on them, right? They don't like the the pyramid scheme, so they call it, right? But it's the, it's, it's the ability to take a business in a box, something that's already designed, where all you have to do is follow a process to achieve a goal, to achieve a sales goal. And if you take, if you, if you really understand the way that an MLM is built, you can have success the problem is, you're right, the, the pyramid structure really takes away from the profit margin because of the splits all the way up, all the way down. But the system that's there is something that you can take on with you to any other business. And, and you know, learning to stand in front of people, learning to sell in front of people, learning to talk to people just in general, that's what I think, I, I love how you said how it transitions into what you do in real estate. Because you're doing the same thing, right? It's a different product, but there's still a presentation, there's still a process, there's still scripts, there's still the same things that you were doing in the MLM, it's just that the profit margin's nicer. Yeah, <laughs> right? and, what, and, and another thing is to that is I learned early on that it's not about selling real estate, it's about following a schedule. Yes. Right, and so if you, can, if you can time block, that's one thing. If you can follow your time block, that's another. Right, <laughs> you know, that's, that's funny because uh, this, this insurance bro over here, he's really big on mindset, right? On getting your mind right, getting your mind right. And for me, it's like, yeah, get your mind right, but you have to take action because you can think about getting your mind right the whole day, but without actually implementing anything that you're talking about, anything that you're putting in your, in your mind, 
it's just a waste of time. You're hurrying up to get ready to get started sometime in the future. You're not actually doing anything. And so I like that. If you, you can block out a schedule, it could look really pretty. I have a calendar on the, on the board over there. It doesn't look that pretty, but it's exactly, <laughs> I know exactly what, what I'm doing at those hours. Those are specific for this type of this type of work. And every real estate agent needs to do the same thing. They go into this business looking for freedom, looking for uh, you know time freedom and financial freedom, but the the caveat there is that time freedom it's not what you think it is you're in control but you're also in control of not taking accountability for what you do right and you earn the right to have that time freedom right, right. you pay your dues you put in the work and then you build a business that's scalable to where you can actually walk away enjoy your weekends or enjoy your time with your family though it doesn't start there no well that's if in real estate it comes from being a listing agent right yeah because that's really where the where the time freedom comes in mm-hmm. buyer's agent not so much because right. you're on their clock I hear it's like herding cats <laughs> <laughs> so what do you primarily do now are you are you dealing are you primarily working with buyers or sellers yeah so um, up until this point I've been all buyers and the reason why is because like I said there's very much a structure on team hands on so mm-hmm. in order for you to earn the right to take a listing you have to close 12 transactions mm-hmm. so I have fortunate enough as of yesterday I just closed my 12th transaction nice congratulations um, thank you thank you so I am super ecstatic about that and um, I actually have have a listing that's hitting the market on the 23rd that'll be our grand opening i'm super ecstatic about it though yes up until this point it's been all buyers all right all right but now you're actually you're anxious to get on that listing side where's my soundboard i need a round of applause soundboard because congratulations thank you thank you yeah Awesome. <laughs> so are you excited to get out there and start uh, listing properties? Or are you uh, working on, on uh, lead generation stuff and doing everything that, that comes uh, comes along with it? Yeah, I mean, I am. Uh, a lot of the practices, like whether it's door knocking, cold calling, calling expires and FISBOs, I've done all of that. So I've kind of built that muscle. I've mm-hmm. um, been fortunate to learn from Anthony and Joe and a lot of the leaders on our team. Um, so now it's just a matter of getting out and presenting. Um, I've been fortunate enough to go on two listing appointments already. I've gotten both of them super excited about it and again batting a thousand well and and, and it's it's a lot it's it's not anything to do with who i am you know i'm standing on the shoulders of giants Mm -hmm. i get to learn from people and that's why i am so passionate about if you're getting started in real estate I highly recommend you start with the team. It doesn't have to be team hands on. Just find somebody who you know, you trust, you respect, and they're willing to give you that structure. They're willing to give you the information, the knowledge that it takes. It's funny because we talk to a lot of agents and a lot of agents say the same thing. I don't care if it's a coach. I don't care if it's a team. Get the help that you need because you're going to come into this business and you're going to think it's easy and you're going to find out real quick, a month, two months, three months of no closing transactions. It's tough. It's yeah. not easy. There's a there's a process. When you pick up the phone, there's certain things you're supposed to say. When you're talking to a buyer, there's certain things you have to say. When you're talking to a seller, there's certain things you have to say. What type of seller is it? You're like an expired is a different conversation than if you're talking to for sale by owner than if you're talking to somebody who's uh, you know moving up to the next level on their home. All kinds of different conversations to have. And if you're out there trying to reinvent the wheel, trying to start it yourself. Why would you do that to yourself? Absolutely. And it's funny because, you know, even things outside of just the scripts, like when it comes to mindset, right, we touched Mm -hmm. on that and you said it takes action. You got to take action. And for me, I think we both agree. It's like it's 80% mindset and then 20% action. Yes, you need that 20% in order to hit the ground running, yet it's at 80%. And a lot of what I've learned is with the mindset stuff is being able to connect with people, right? Because people have their own mindset. We have our own mindset going in. 
whatever limiting beliefs we have going into meeting with somebody at an appointment and yet being able to identify a personality trait or have you ever heard of the disc model? Yes. Right. So so, yeah. So somebody's personality assessment being able to understand who they are as a person, how to speak to them so they can interpret what you're saying. Because you can say the same script to four different people and they can hear it four different ways. Exactly. Exactly. An analytical person is going to be very different than a driver, right? hundred percent. You're going to sit down and be like, well, tell me the numbers, show me the comps, show me everything. Yeah. Where a driver is just like, where do I sign? Just how fast are you going to get this done? (laughs) Right. Yeah. But it's still, but you still, even then though, you're still following a, a relatively similar script. You still have a pretty good approach when you come in. You know exactly what you're going to say. A lot of it, I'm assuming, if you do it like we do it, you get it done ahead of time, right? You're doing your pre-qualifying ahead of time. You're finding your motivation, your time frame ahead of time. You're knowing if you're competing with other agents, if they're, if you have a, um, if there's other agents that are uh, competing for the listing. You, you're getting all these things ahead of time. You're sending them a pre-listing package. You're getting all the questions answered. You're getting all the objections done before you even get to the listing appointment. So that way, hopefully when you get to the listing appointment it's, it's merely more of a let's get to know each other let's get to know this property and let's get some paperwork signed I can tell you've been talking to a lot of strong listing agents because believe me <laughs> not every listing agent we go up against does the pre-listing package not every agent we go up against knows that we're going to be going up against them though yes I mean doing a pre-qualification script knowing who you're going up against and being prepared for that uh, it was it was Russell Wilson that said that his biggest fear in life was not being prepared for something and that's yes. I think for us so something I learned early on with Anthony and myself and Joe is that we want to be prepared for anything that we're going into. And absolutely, it, it, you need to do all of that if you want to win in listing appointments. Absolutely. I mean, really, the only reason why a seller is going to say no is because you haven't answered an objection that they either have or don't know that they have. It's the only real reason why they're not going to work with you. Mm-hmm. If you've answered all their questions and you've agreed upon, you know, this is what your net is going to be at the end of the day. Are you comfortable with that? Then let's get this thing started rolling off and rolling right yeah it's really that's what it comes down to i think what a lot of newer agents a lot of even you know grizzled veteran agents what they struggle with is they're afraid of being asked a question right they're afraid of being asked what makes you different (laughs) right how are you going to get this home what are you going to do different than the last guy who put a sign in the yard any question that a seller has almost every agent is afraid of but that's where preparation, you know, meets opportunity, right? If you're prepared ahead of time, you've already answered these questions. I mean, I, you know, I do a training during the week and I always talk about a pre-listing package and how important, how vitally important this pre-listing package is. It's going to, it's, it's almost your objection handler in a, in an envelope. It's got everything that the client is going to need and it's your preemptive strike to get the appointment for you. It's, it's, you know, it's your and, sort. and it sets the tone before you even walk in the door before you even walk in the door. Yeah, absolutely So a lot of the conversations and like we were talking about earlier is is whether you're talking to a driver You're talking to an analytical person. It's more so the body language the tonality the rate of speech mm-hmm. More so than changing any of the script the script right. is pretty consistent I mean, yeah, you're gonna go off script because you're gonna have to address concerns or people, handle objections right? They're yeah. people you're, you're <laughs> not robots or anything like that yet for the sake of the structure and keeping it, you know consistent you want to stick with that script and because it works (laughs) yeah because it works right i mean for the most part yes we're human and we might go off the script but we're human which means we're pretty predictable as far as what we need we have certain things that we need and if you have a good presentation it meets those needs in general right i I don't know i i 
I don't know if you guys do this, but when we do the pre-listing package, we also include questions, interview questions for the competition. 100%. That's the last page. That's the last page, Everything you should be asking any agent that you interview. Yep. And and they're they're terrifying questions if you don't know the answers to. What's your list to sell price ratio? Yep, yep, exactly. What's the absorption rate in your area? (laughs) Imagine you're sitting across from the seller and the seller's like, Hey, by the way, I was thinking, do you know what your list of sell price or your average is? days on or, market? Or your average days on <laughs> yeah. the market and you're sitting there and you don't know, you're not prepared. You were you were ready for the what's gonna make you different, and they come and hit you with a statistical question, you're a freak out. Yeah, and you that's, will. That's, and that's the reason, you know, that's why having a process like this is so important. That's why being part of a team and learning these things is so important. Or having a coach and learning these things is so important. Yeah. Because it's gonna take you to the next level. It's gonna get you prepared to be a kick-ass listing agent, not just somebody who takes a listing every now and again. 100%. It's what's going to separate you and get you those listings. And it's funny because we weren't doing pre-listing packages for the longest time, right? And um, humbly and respectfully, last year, I believe we closed 56 transactions between the three of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of that was listing business. And, you know, when... Anthony and I had sat down and we're like, man, how can we improve this? Should we go with the iPad? Should we do you know an online version of it? What should we do to improve it? And we realized that we weren't doing a pre-listing package. And then we looked at each other, well, why aren't we doing it? And it was just a matter of, well, who's going to drive it down to the house before we get there the next day on the listing Finish appointment? Sex, and it's like, man. yeah, well, I mean, well, right <laughs> and we have an admin who works full time that could do it for us, or we could drop it by and swing it by on the way home. And I think it's, you know, it's having those conversations with our real estate coach that mm. opened us up to that or going to a training and learning from a high level thinker or yes. higher level producer that brought that up. And we just look at each other and think, this is so easy. Yeah, we should just be doing it yeah (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so yeah i think in pre-qualifying is the most important thing you can do one of the biggest mistakes that i made early on with buyers was not pre-qualifying them um and and not so much that i wasn't asking the questions it was that i didn't have a standard Mm -hmm. right and when you're early on in your business you'll take anything you'll meet with anybody because it's just practice right though once i started setting a standard like i'm not going to meet with anybody unless it's in the office or i'm not going to meet with anybody unless that's the fico score or Whatever it is, right? And if they don't have those things, that's okay. We're going to put them on a plan with our loan officer. Yet for the sake of my time and for the sake of us budgeting, well, I have from 1 to 7 p.m. to take appointments. And if I'm every time I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. Yes. So if I'm going on an appointment that's not qualified, then I'm saying no to the 20 contacts that I could have made that hour. Exactly, exactly. And it's funny because that's when you start thinking about, you know, Oprah has the same 24 hours in her day that I do, mm-hmm. but Oprah makes billions. Like, what <laughs> happened here? Where's the disconnect here? And it comes down to things like that. Understanding that no is part of your dynamic. I think Gabe was one of the ones who told us, he's like, if you're trying to make six figures, you say yes to everything. Once you make six figures, you start to understand what to say no to. Mm. Because at that point, it's a different ballgame. Your time becomes much more valuable. You've placed a real emphasis on, look, I can only work with these type of people and at this point. Mm-hmm. Until you get there, look, let me let me hand you out over here. Let me talk to you. Let, let's get you set up on this side. But yeah, you're right because those 20 contacts are what you're looking for is those highly qualified. You're ready for people to pull the trigger. Because yeah. you only have so much time a day and, and you want to make sure that the time that you're giving the people is the best service you possibly can. 
and and it requires for them to be at a level that is also ready to receive the best service yeah. that, that you offer. And it's about setting expectations. Like you don't want to tell somebody I can do this, this, and this. And then they come into the office with this big expectation. The whole family's there. They're super stoked and ready to go. And then you tell them that they have a 500, you know, FICO yeah, score oops. and they can't buy right now. <laughs> and it's just, you know, and so you've done enough of that with trial and error to just say, Hey, let's have this pre-qualification conversation over the phone. Mm-hmm. That way we're a hundred percent ready for the time in which we meet. If for whatever reason, things don't work out during this conversation, we're going to put you up on a plan. We're going to give you a roadmap to success. And whether that be three, six months or two years, we're going to stay with you along the way. Right. But that, that those are our deals in the pipeline, right? Those are things that are working on today. It's not going to work. And that's one of those things where uh, I think new agents don't understand the life cycle of that transaction. It doesn't mean that the person you meet today is going to close in 45 days. It could be three months out, six months out, a year out, just to get this person in a position where they actually qualify. But the fact that you help them all the way through not only helps you close that transaction, but those person, they become your raving fans, right? They're the, per, they're the people who are going to send you the next deal. And it, it, and it's it's one of those things are, where you're talking about, you know, putting in your dues, you know, working hard at the beginning. It's getting those people to the level that you need to get them to. And, and I don't know. I don't know about you. I mean, but I like to have deals that I know are going to be coming down down the pipe. I know if I can look at my board and I'm like, look, look at my leads board. It's got, you know, 15 leads down down the list or look at my active listings. I got, you know, three. I need two more active listings before I, you know, walk out the day. I'm looking and I'm focused and I know exactly what I need to be spending my, my time on. Yeah, we could talk all day about cultivating relationships and follow up because that's my thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and again, like it's it's funny because now that we're in February, in January, I learned from one of my maps coaches is that a great conversation that you can have is very warm conversation. You just pick up the phone and say, Hey, this is Kevin with Keller Williams. I hope you remember me. We, we spoke last whenever. And at that time you were strongly considering buying a home in 2019. Is that still in the plans? Yes. Perfect. Well, you know what? I'm putting my calendar together. I want to respect your time. What month would you like to physically be in your new home by? They'll let you know when that is. And then three months prior to that. Okay. Well then I think you'd agree that Prior to doing that, you'd like to know what the numbers are and make sure that it makes financial sense for you and your family, right? Well, yes. Okay, perfect. Then undoubtedly the next step is for us to meet three months prior so that we can create a game plan to get you into that home by September, whatever said month is. It's their plan. And it's and it's a full pipeline at that point. If you can follow up and you're putting people into your database. I mean, how many times do we just throw people in our database that we met at an open and house drip and, them. and we drip them and you, now you have a thousand people in your database you that you haven't talked to, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So follow up is so important. And, and like you're saying, you know, pre-qualifying them, creating a plan, cultivating that relationship. So that way, when they are ready, they're raving fans. They're going to tell their friends, their family about you and what they experience. And it's a no brainer. Well, it comes down to really classifying those leads, right? Because you have people, I mean, we always talk about A, B, C and D leads, right? A people, these people are going to buy in the next 45 days. They're, they're rocking and rolling. Those are the ones that you were talking about spending your, your time with. Then we got B leads and they might not be ready for, you know, 45 to 60, maybe 90 days out. Then you got, C leads and they're going to be maybe 90 days or longer and you got D leads these are probably not even close to nothing but they're still part of your contact list and they're still people they're still people you still want to cultivate these relationships because even if they're we we call them the dump leads right if you just dump them and drip them that's a waste it really is a waste where you can be cultivating a relationship with these people that may not buy but they have 
friends or family that are interested in buying Mm -hmm. and we always talk about you know if you if you the person you individual listener if you're going to go out and buy a home you're going to talk to the real estate agent you know and if you don't know a real estate agent you're going to get a referral from a friend be that agent that knows the friend for sure at the very least right because the third thing they're going to do is go some marketing campaign and it's a good thing you guys put out a lot of signs in your open houses because i see those team man's signs <laughs> everywhere so you're doing a good job there but you know that extra marketing that's that's where a lot of people spend a lot of time and a lot of money on that third phase and very little time cultivating the relationships of the thousands of contacts that they already have right on their cell phone mm-hmm. right i mean that's where the money's made it's not made in the everything else could you make money off that sure you can of course you can but focus your attention on what's right in front of you yeah there's steak right in front of you you just got to cook it yeah there's <laughs> there's you can open up your contact list and not realize that there's a million dollars in gci right there just mm-hmm. through friends and family absolutely you just have to ask and you have to be there for them and show them along the way that you deserve to be the one that they refer uh, yeah i mean we uh, adding value we say that over and over and over again and i think we say it so much that we kind of get lost in what does adding value mean Mm. right and that does mean picking up the phone and figuring out hey kevin i get to know you like we've done this podcast now we're friends by the way we're friends now 100 so you know. <laughs> i mean i thought we were gonna go grab a beer after this. right exactly but at least like now you'll like i'll hop on your facebook i'll comment on your stuff i'll talk about you having kids I don't have any yet, and I do anticipate having them in the future. Okay, okay, because I saw the picture with the with the uh, with the treehouse, and I was like, I don't know if that's your kid, if that's buyer's kids. No, <laughs> so. just fulfilling my childhood dreams by selling houses with treehouses. Perfect. <laughs> 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 but you know, if you did, I would talk about you know the kids and everything that's going on in your life, because because I genuinely want to know. If I know you, I can provide value to you. Mm-hmm. If they're just on your drip campaign, you don't know them. Because you don't know them, you can't provide them value. Right. Because you can't provide them value, they're not going to reciprocate with referrals. 100%. I mean, that's how, it, that's how it works. That's how every relationship works. That's just the way things work if you're a human being. Yeah. I don't know. It was, uh, it's funny. So I was, I'm an avid reader, if I didn't already say that. Um, and I was gifted a book called The Go-Giver mm-hmm. on my birthday last year. And one thing that stuck out with me, and I do my best to follow this every day in business, is add more value than you collect in payment. Yes. Right? And so identify what that value is, like you're saying. And in order to do that, you need to ask questions. And in order for you to ask questions, you got to pick up the phone. Right. It's amazing how that works, right? It's amazing. You actually have to pick up the phone. You actually have to talk to somebody. Yeah. And and by adding value, you're going to just reciprocate those relationships, whether that be their cousin, their sister, their mother, whoever it is. They're going to trust you because you've added so much value to their family member that they have their word. It's funny because we talk about uh, social media posting a lot because it's it's hot right now, right? Put out videos, put out content, all this stuff. And uh, I think something that really gets missed is... Uh, we're, we're very focused on the metrics. How many likes did you get? How many views did you get? But it, it really has nothing to do with that. What really, what you're really wanting when you're posting on social media is comments. You want interaction. You mm-hmm. want people to say things. You want to, and, and the only way they're going to care to comment on your stuff and build that, that connection is if you're going on theirs and actually talking to them. Yeah. So there's a big difference. Like they're like, oh, I do stuff on social media. Yeah. But if you just hit like on everybody's stuff, nobody sees it. Nobody knows if you like their stuff. Nobody cares if you like their stuff. But you leave a comment, that's a conversation starter. That's something that builds that relationship with them. So if you're going to spend time on social media, I still think you should pick up the phone and door knock. But if you're going to spend time on social media, spend time commenting. Spend time engaging with them. Because it's the only way it's going to make a difference. 100% agree. Right? How are we doing on time? Yep. 
that's what I figured. All right, Kevin. So the last couple of minutes, I want you to address your uh, your cameras right there. Uh, you can point down to let people know how to contact you, right? Yeah, you but guys let can... them know a little bit about you and how to get get a hold of you. Sure. Yeah. So you guys can reach me at my direct cell phone. 619-838-9547. You guys can email me, call me, text me, DM me, whatever it is. Um, and then can I yeah. say a little something? Yeah, yeah, you can say whatever you like. This cool, is your cool, show. Cool, cool, Well, the biggest reason I wanted to come on this show is because I had the pleasure of listening to a lot of the podcasts that you had and you had invited me on. So thank you so much. You know, the Jason Cassidy's, the Gabe Mendez's, the Jonathan yeah. Fisher's, people I look up to in the industry, friends of mine. Um and I wanted to touch on, you know, the solo agents deciding whether or not they're going to be joining a team or they're just going to be going solo. And again, guys, like for me, it was everything, not just the scripts, not just the structure. I got to learn from the best of the best and be able to implement the systems and the processes that they use every single day. I got to attend the trainings that they attend. I got to have the conversations that they were having, whether it was with our director of operations, whether it was with a high level thinker in the company or just a maps coach. So again, if you guys don't have a coach, you're thinking about going at it in real estate. I strongly recommend you guys join a team. I, I second that one. If you're not going to join a team, get coaching. Yeah. Right. And let me know if you need coaching. Hernan at csverse.com. We're part of, I'm part of a coaching organization. Definitely help you out. A lot of the stuff that we talked about, as you can see, it's part of a lot of successful teams. So throwing it out there. Uh, who do you want to tag to be on the show? Who do you think would be great to listen to their story? I think there's a ton of people that I could think of that I could tag. And I would be doing you guys a disservice if I didn't put Anthony Manz on on this podcast. All right. So we're going to have Sweet. to get Anthony on here because, dude, the leader of the pack has so much influence, so much to say. I think I'd love to be schooled by somebody like that. So <laughs> yeah, he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. You guys love him. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Uh, dude, great conversation. Had a good time. Yeah. So, and now you are a friend of the business bros. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. All right. Well, if you guys have ever have any questions for uh, for me, Hernan at csfirst.com. You can find our social media at business bros pod. And if you have any insurance questions, you can hit up the insurance bro, James at csfirst.com. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Peace. Bye bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.